0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into A to Z Sports Picks. Brad and I are going to have a great show for you this Friday. Get y'all set up for the betting weekend. Brian, my man, looking sharp as
1: always. What's up, buddy? Um, My season-long slump in college ended last week, and I continued to do well in NFL, and now I'm off to a 10-2 start in the NBA. So, finally, I'm getting a little something going. It, it, it had been a rough year, but... uh, at a boy, at a boy. Look, I'll tell you what. Dude, NBA's tough right now, man. Like, sports,
0: anytime that they start, leagues... Difficult, man. Well done on that. All right. Everybody, welcome in A to Z Sports Picks. I'm Alan Bell, CBS Sportsline, alongside Brian Edwards of VegasInsider.com. A to Z Sports Picks brought to you every Friday by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Uh, Visit uh, BetMGM. Use promo code A to Z Sports to get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 on pro football. That's right. $1,000. Use promo code A to Z Sports. That's BetMGM the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Must be present in the state of Tennessee. For gaming, Problem? sport, call Tennessee Red Live at 800-889-9789. All right, Brian, we got a ton to get to. Let's jump right into it. All right, first thing. We've got the Titans on the road at the Texans. Two and a half point favorite. It's moving to two and a half. We've seen a lot of movement there. Questions with Ryan Tannehill in regards to if he's going to go. He's questionable right now which Mike Vrabel just mentioned about 30 minutes ago with an ankle injury. So, I give it
1: to you, man. You won the coin toss. You want to go first or you want me? Um, I'll go first, but I, I didn't know about Tannehill. That's news to me, but um, uh, I still roll with it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have no idea. Like,
0: what Vrabel said, I'm going with it. I assume that Ryan Tannehill is going to play. I mean, he generally
1: does, but
0: who knows? I don't know.
1: So. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, I've got uh, the Titans. I got it on the money line at minus 120 uh, earlier in the week. But, um, you know, as long as Tannehill goes, I like it. Uh, I mean, I might even like it with Malik Willis. Uh, but anyhow, um, minus three or less. I like the Titans. And uh, look, it hasn't been pretty, but they've been covering. They've won four in a row. Uh, Derrick Henry, rushing yards 85, 114, 102, and 128 in the last four games. And Houston is dead last in the NFL in run defense and number 31 in total defense. And rookie running back Damian Pierce has injected a little bit of life into the Houston offense, but the Titans are fourth in the NFL in run defense. And the Texans are scoring at a pedestrian 17.7 points per game clip ranking 28th in the NFL I like the Titans
0: yeah I'll tell you what Malik Willis I actually think that if there were any game this season let's just play this hypothetical all right I'll just talk about this on Twitter uh let's just let's just assume Tannehill's not playing all right just for this scenario right here I actually think that this could probably be the best spot for Malik Willis all season long uh like you just said the Texans run defense, horrible. You're gonna get so much of Derrick Henry. If Malik Willis starts, it like you get news of it, just bet everything Derrick Henry that you can because he's gonna get every opportunity imaginable. But Malik Willis could actually fit in well here. I, I think that and I like it on the road. There's pressure built in when you play at home. Um it's not like the Texans stadium is that noisy, right? Like I, I actually would like it, you know, for, for a young quarterback there. Um, I'm going to play the over 40 and a half. It's a very low total here. I think that the Texans could have some success offensively against Tennessee's defense. Not a ton, but enough. And I think the Titans can probably, if Derrick Henry's going off, good luck. Because it opens up everything else is the key to their offense. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll play the over. I don't hate it. Uh, Bet MGM, in fact, it just moved to three. Titans minus three. So, still right there at that field goal number. Um, but yeah, I like the over 40 and a half. Um, again, Malik Willis, if he has Derrick Henry going, it's going to make the game, the game script easier for him. It's going to open up some passing, open up him running. Yeah. I kind of like it, man. Like I I agree with you. Any further thoughts? Titans for me, man. Uh, (laughs) that's, that's it. I like it, man. I like it. All right. I'll tell you what also that i like and brian i think that you like it too omaha steaks my man look yes sir so t- dude from tailgate parties to busy weeknights the flavor experts at omaha steaks have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks ultra juicy burgers and easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash right now take advantage of 50 percent off site-wide by shopping their semi-annual sale the sale only happens twice a year It's on now With 50% off delicious customer favorites, and when you use promo code A to Z, that's A-T-O-Z, at checkout, take an additional $30 off of your order. So don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter A to Z at checkout, and stock up on fall flavor today. Omaha Steaks, perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights with entrees ready before the kids can even say, Brian, what's for dinner? And don't forget to use promo code A to Z at checkout to score an extra. $30 off of your order. Omaha steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. And I can agree on that one. It definitely is, man. They're good. Now, speaking of also what is good as well, we have a full slate of the NFL. Week eight, I want to dive into it. What are your best bets, man? What are you seeing? What do you like? And is there anything that you're leaning towards as well?
1: Okay, so I'm going to go <clears throat> and I've had this uh, a couple of times in their last few games. Uh, the Eagles team total in the first half over 13 and a half. All right, the reason why they've had they've scored this many points by halftime this year. 24, 24 again, 24 a third time, 20, 14 and 20. So five times they've had 20 points at halftime. Every time they've had at least 14, All we need to do is get to 14. Pittsburgh's defense ranks 28th in the NFL in total defense. On that same note, for all that same reasoning, um, we're going to go with the Eagles minus six and a half in the first half. At halftime, they've had the following leads. uh, By 10, by 17, by 24, by 17. Now, they did have two that wouldn't be covers at six and a half. They were up by six one game and by four another game. But uh, four out of six is not bad. And I don't want to lay double digits to this spot, but I do want to bet on Philadelphia and their offense. I think it's the best way to target it. Minus six and a half in the first half, minus 13 and a half for the game. And one more on this game. Let's go A.J. Brown over 66 and a half receiving yards in the first six games. He's had 155, 69 85, 95, 67, and 32. So five out of six games, he's gotten to at least 67. So A.J. Brown over 66 and a half receiving yards. Prop. Let's also go with Minnesota. Can I I pause you right there? Not to interrupt. I I want to hit hit on one thing. What you're talking about
0: with the Eagles in the first half of games this season, you're spot on. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to dive one step deeper. All right? So the second... Highest scoring team in the second quarter of games this season is so the Baltimore Ravens. Sixty-eight points they've scored in the second quarter of games this year, and they've played eight games. All right, so they played one further game than the
1: Eagles. How many e- Philly got? A hundred,
0: a hundred and twelve in the second quarter. They wow. are they have doubled up, and the Ravens have played an entire full more game. So, yeah. uh, just everyone out there to understand that. The Eagles in the second quarter have been insane. Look it up. It's crazy. All right, continue. I just wanted to drop that in there. No, no, I like I, that. I'm playing I like the same that.
1: thing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so I'm going to go Minnesota. Uh, minus three and a half at last look, but I, I would be okay with it at four. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Minnesota. Uh no, it looks like it's minus three and a half everywhere, uh, including our friends at BetMGM. So look, they've it hasn't been pretty. They're only two and four against the spread, but they are five and one straight up. And this is a small line. A lot of those non-covers were bigger uh spreads. Dalvin Cook is not putting up um, you know, Derrick Henry numbers, but four games in a row where he's got either he's got ninety six, seventy six, ninety-four, and seventy-seven. And with, you know, Justin Jefferson and um, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins in in the passing game, uh, along with just some pretty solid uh, running from Dalvin Cook. That's good stuff. Arizona uh, has been better on the road than at home, but uh, Minnesota's had two weeks to prepare. I know Arizona's had a couple extra days. They played last Thursday, uh, and then there you go. So Minnesota, that's all I've got now. I I did do the Bengals, minus three, but that was before I knew about Jamar Chase, so I don't want to encourage our listeners on that just because I still lean the Bengals, but with Chase out that makes it not as, you know. Yeah, that dude, that
0: changes their team drastically. Like, sure. And,
1: and, and I'll go ahead. Like, So uh, that's
0: one of the plays that I have. Give me the Browns plus three. I think the Browns win this game outright. I- I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, again, it's nothing against the Bengals. I think it's just a, a weird matchup for them. Uh, the Browns, when you have, you know, an in-state type of game, right, it almost has a college feel to it. I'll go with the Browns plus three. The next one. Give me the Bills minus 11 against the Packers. <laughs> Give it to me. The Packers offense, Aaron Rodgers has more completed passes this season that are behind the line of scrimmage than anywhere else. Like, their offense is legitimately wow. five yards and in. He's not wow. hitting anything beyond 20 yards. Like, it. it's funny how similar the Bucs and the Packers offense looks. It's almost identical. Uh, Buffalo, what are they, coming off of a bye at home? Uh, I'll take him. I know 11 is a lot of points. I'll take Buffalo there. Uh, also, uh, Like I mentioned, also uh, playing the Eagles uh, first half with you on that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, Eagles coming off of a bye as well. Uh, feel great about that. Playing the Commanders plus three on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, look, usually when teams, like, move to, you know, their backup quarterback, so a lot of times, there's kind of a good feel in the locker room, so to say. Like, I don't know. There's the, locker rooms kind of feel the same way that fan bases do about backup quarterbacks, right? Like, you, you kind of get a little bit of a jolt. What, what we're just talking about with the Titans, right? Like, and it, it's completely different situations. Like Tannehill being injured, we're not saying anything negative on that. However. I don't think that this is good at all. <laughs> like I do not trust Sam Ellinger. I do not trust him in the NFL. I do not trust him against that commander's defensive front. Not that I trust Taylor Heineke all that much, but he has played like he gets it in that locker room. That team does like, they like him. He was obviously their starter last year. I'll yep. take the commanders plus three on that one. We talked about Tennessee and Houston. I like the over on that. Uh, I like the Raiders minus one and a half on the road against the saints. Saints just ruled out uh, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas. No huge surprises on that. But, yeah, man, I think the Raiders are getting better. Uh, I I don't think that they're certainly not a great team, but I think that I trust them more consistently than I do uh, with New Orleans. Lastly, Jaguars, London. Give me me the Jags, dude. Minus two and a half uh, playing against the Denver Broncos. Um, i (laughs) not that I love the Jaguars but I kind of I kind of dig how Doug Peterson's going about this like it has well Doug if, if anybody hasn't watched the Jaguars this year if you watched Florida and Tennessee the way that Billy Napier coached in terms of we're going for it fourth Downs like we, we're we're pushing the limit backs against the wall that's how the Jaguars play now they fall apart in the second half of games because they just don't have the horses right like I mean they, they just don't have it yet but I don't trust Denver. Like, I don't trust them at all. So, I'll take
1: the Jaguars. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you – because you're going against Denver. Would you rather Russell Wilson play or not? Because it's It's a a a fair question, question. right? Yeah. It's a great question. Uh, Dude, that –
0: I'll take the backup on this one, but I don't have faith, like, in Russ, like, at all. You're you're not
1: going to be like, oh, no, Russell's starting
0: now. No. Hell No. no. I don't think that team likes him at all. Like, Who that likes story that of him working out for four hours on the plane on an eight-hour flight when people are trying to sleep is yeah, the most was... ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, you're doing knee-highs in the aisle. Like, give it a rest. This isn't high school. What a you dork. know what I mean? He is. Like, I, I I backed him and backed him and backed him. He is he's a weird dude. He's trying yeah. to be something that he's not. And, and now that he's not any good
1: at quarterback, his weirdness is now becoming the story.
0: 100 percent, it all, comes out, it all yeah. comes out, dude. like he, he he's a weird he's a weird dude, man. I, I think he's trying to be something that he's not. And I'll stop there. I don't want to get in personal things. Sure, sure, because sure. I don't know the man, but sure. yeah, but it's it, ugh, it's weird with him, dude. very weird. All right, let's move over to college football. okay? So we're going to start. We got Kentucky at Tennessee. And then we're going to go Florida and Georgia. Tennessee, 12 point favorite at home. All right. Throw it over to you. What are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah. So I gave the total a lot of thought, right? You know, especially when it went uh, less than 63, which is a key number. It was 63 and a half early in the week, and now it's like 61 at most books. So uh, Tennessee's combined scores this year 89, 101, 71, 69, 69. And 61, which would be a push this week. They did have the 53 against LSU, but it, it, Tennessee was up 37 to 7 at the end of the third quarter. They're just trying to run the clock out there. So I think you can just throw that result out, really. Um, so, but then I look at all of Kentucky's scores, and they don't have any that have gotten anywhere close to 61. So I, I lean over just because it's a balls game, but um, I don't know that I'm going to end up taking it. Uh, I, I I would have liked to have gotten Kentucky at plus fourteen, um, it, but it's you know now at twelve, so I feel like I missed the boat. If, if there would be line movement and I could get Kentucky at fourteen, that I would have a small opinion on that. But I'm not in any rush to go against Tendon Hooker by any means. But I I do think Kentucky, even if Tennessee covers, I think it's going to be you know up ten get a touchdown in the last four or five minutes. To, you know, I think it's going to be a close game, but Tennessee can still cover because they're still explosive offensively. So I would say slight lean over. If it got to 13 and a half or 14, slight lean Kentucky, but nothing major for me on this. Yeah. So I'll say this. This is an interesting matchup.
0: All right. You've got the fastest team in the SEC against the slowest team in the SEC. Uh, pretty good understanding that this might be the most aggressive start to a game that Josh Heupel has had this season for this reason alone. What you said, I don't think Kentucky can play Tennessee's game. If Tennessee comes out and just immediately steps on their throat, scores, scores, keeps them down, it it, it could be a blowout. Like, it could be bad. Now, if they don't, like, Kentucky historically has given Tennessee better games than almost anybody else. Like, they're general – look at last year, 45-42. Tennessee only had the ball for 14 minutes in that game. They scored 45 points, right? Um, I, the way to that's, bet the game, yeah, the way to bet the game fast, fast, dude. Like <laughs> last year was insane fast. This year, obviously, it's still fast, but last year was last year was like <laughs> it was like methamphetamine. Like it was just insanity. Here's how to bet it. I'll tell you exactly how to bet this game. Take Tennessee in the first quarter minus three and a half. Take Tennessee in the first half, minus seven. All right. That's uh, Tennessee I'm not against that. I'm not against either one of those. I believe that Tennessee is going to do everything that they can to score as fast as humanly possible to take Kentucky out of this game. Like, I, because that's that's the blueprint, not only for that's just how Tennessee plays, but especially in this game. Because if Kentucky is, you know, running the football because that's their offense, like, I get. You know Levis could throw, but he's still coming off injury. injury. Just not the same Kentucky team as it was beginning of the year. Uh, it actually helps Tennessee in that favor. So yeah, take Tennessee first quarter, first half. A stat for you, real quick: Tennessee is outscoring opponents ninety six to twenty
1: four in the first quarter of games this year. Wow! It's I got another. I'm sorry, Go ahead. Ahead. No, no, I was, I was just saying say... Tennessee. That's all. Good. Uh, Vols are twenty three and seven against the spread against Kentucky since ninety two, but I didn't realize Kentucky had six hundred and twelve yards uh, against Tennessee last year. Tennessee had four sixty one, but Tennessee had seventy five yard touchdown, a seventy two yard, and a pick six. Yep, yeah, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. I think um, I like Vols minus seven in the first half, like you said. I, I I agree on that. Yeah, I think that's the way to go about it. All right, anything else you have, college football? Yeah, um, so I'm gonna go with the Gators plus 22 and a half, uh, according to, uh, my old pal Mark Lawrence's database that goes back to 1980. Uh, UGA has only been favored over Florida by double digits three times. The biggest spread was 14, and uh, that was last year, and they did cover that. But that was a 3 nothing game with less than three minutes left in the first half, and then Florida committed three turnovers in like a 5-6 play sequence uh, deep in its own territory. It was like a pick six. It was a fumble that gave them like first and goal. And so it went from 3-zip to 24-zip. And it was over by halftime. So uh, Florida actually out, ended up out yarding them, but lost by 27. But Georgia, since 1989, has only beaten Florida by more than 22 twice last year. And then the the day that McIlwain got fired and was widely reported like eight hours before kickoff that he was going to be fired. And in the last 61 games, not Florida, Georgia, just Florida's last 61 games, they've only been beaten by more than 22, uh, three times. And one of those was Oklahoma when like 18 guys sat out uh, in that Cotton Bowl game. So, uh, and then the last thing, Billy Napier as an underdog, as a head coach, 18 times, 14 three and one against the spread with nine outright wins I like the Gators getting more than three touchdowns I also like Arkansas minus three and a half at Auburn 11 a.m uh, local kick time uh, late arriving crowd I, I think Auburn needs good things to happen early or they may, they may mail it in. Now, they have won six in a row over the Hogs, but we remember two years ago, the Hogs got robbed by the refs. Bo Nix fumbled that snap when he was trying to spike it, but they blew the whistle and said they couldn't reverse it, and they got to kick a game-winning field goal in the last play. It was total nonsense. But Rocket Sanders, 175 rushing yards, two touchdowns on 15 attempts at BYU, and he leads the SEC in rushing. I think he runs all over. Auburn, so Arkansas, Florida, and here's my favorite, Missouri, South Carolina, over 45 and a half, Uh, South Carolina, six of their seven games have had 49 or more, they've had 54, 60, 76, 55, 74, and 49, the only one less than 49, was against Kentucky when Levis was out and they had to start a quarterback who'd never taken a career snap. Now the under is on a 6-0 and run for Missouri. However, this is Missouri's lowest total of the season and four of their seven games have had 48 combined or more. And last one, Eastern Michigan plus seven, Toledo's star quarterback might be out and Eastern Michigan is 34-11-1 against the spread. It's last 46 As an underdog, going back to the 2015 regular season finale, it's Maxion, and it is on ESPNU at noon Eastern. That's it for me. There we go, man. There we go. Um, All right. So I I, kind of feel you on the the Florida thing. I'm taking the under
0: in the game. I I think that you're going to see pounding the football, running the football in multiple different game scripts. Um, But, yeah, I'm with you on that. Give me the under there. Uh, And then the, uh, the only other college football play that I have, Wake Forest minus three and a
1: half. I'm not I kind of like that one too. yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think that uh, I think if you've ever if you're ever gonna see Dave Clausen and Wake Forest try to run a score up, it's gonna be this one. It's gonna be this one. All right, final segment here, all right. The World Series. game one tonight, Phillies at the Astros, Astros, your money line favorites here. Any thoughts that you have, I know you don't bet a lot of baseball, just any thoughts in general. Of the World Series?
1: I have none, but let me throw out a couple of NBAs since I'm off to a 10 2 start. I'm going to go Minnesota minus seven tonight to the Lakers, who are 0 4, both straight up and against the spread this year. Just fade the Lakers until they cover. And Anthony Davis is questionable. And even better, Russell Westbrook has been upgraded to probable. I like that. They've lost both their road games by double digits. I'm going to go Wizards minus five uh, to the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers have uh, are 0-2 but straight up and against the spread on the road, losing by 15 and by 14, Washington undefeated at home. And let's go Charlotte. Orlando over 220, the overs 4-0 for Charlotte, combined scores of 231, 236, 235, and 265, but this is their lowest total of the year. They lead the NBA in scoring and three-point percentage. So Charlotte, Orlando over 220, Wizards minus 5, and T-Wolves minus 7.
0: I love it, man. I love it. All right, so World Series Game 1, this is how you bet it. Both teams to score two or more runs minus 150. Yes, I get it. It's juicy. However, you are looking at the two most explosive offenses in Major League Baseball. These guys are electric factories. Like, they had big innings. Like, the Astros are just, the Astros are the best team in baseball. They consistently score four to five runs every single night. They just do it. Like So
1: now if, if one of them ends up on two, is that a push, or do they both have to get to it's three? A win. It's a win. Nope. They oh, just, just have they to have score. to get two or more? Yep.
0: Yep. Just Uh-oh. have to get two or more. Yeah, minus 150. Now, you got a great pitching matchup. Justin Verlander against Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola has been insane, all right, insane this postseason. That being said, Justin Verlander, he's never won a World Series game. Isn't that weird? Never. That is. For as as crazy good as he's been. Uh, I I think that you're going to see some nerves early. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a run or two early in the game, and then both guys kind of settle in. But, yeah bet two. Now, I'm going to give you a a quick stat on betting it, and then we're going to get out of here. So, this season in Major League Baseball, all right, 39% of all runs scored came by home runs, all right? This is a home run league. College baseball is the same way. In the postseason, 46% of all runs scored have been home runs. So, pay attention to that. That is going to give you kind of an accurate read. uh, And look, I'm not betting the game in terms of picking one or the other. I think Philly might win this one. And if Philly wins tonight, look the hell out. Like, they are – there's just something in the water in Philly. Like, the Astros are the best team in baseball. Eagles are
1: undefeated. Dude,
0: yeah. The Astros haven't lost to the game in the postseason. They haven't lost one. They have only lost one game in the month of October total. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Astros are the best team. So, I am not saying anything negative on them. But the Phillies, there's just something with them right now. Like, if they're hitting, comes tonight,
1: just look the hell out. All right, everybody, thank you so
0: much for tuning in. Yeah, Brian, go ahead.
1: Last thing for me, uh, DraftKings look-ahead lines, Alabama minus 12.5 at LSU, and Georgia minus 11.5 to Tennessee. Nice.
0: Okay. 11.5, interesting. All right. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Agency Sports Picks will be live Next Friday, same time, three thirty Eastern, two or I'm sorry, three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central. Central. I can't speak, but until then, everybody, best of luck to catch these tickets. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Good luck, everybody.